Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kansas City, it's Willie Gay Jr. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. NFL playoff coverage here on 610 Sports Radio is brought to you by Twin Peaks, where you can eat, drink, and see the scenic views. Let's head to the phone lines right now and be joined by one of my favorite NFL opinion makers, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk and NBC Sports, joining us on the show today. Mike, we appreciate your time during this busy time. Hey, how are you, man? Good to be with you. Doing great. Let's just start with this. What game are you most excited about this weekend? Well, I mean, this one's easy. It's the Lions and the Rams with Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit. First playoff game ever at Ford Field. The guy who was the franchise quarterback there from 2009 through the 2020 season traded to the Rams for Jared Goff. Jared Goff chip on his shoulder because he was dumped by the Rams. So a lot of drama, intrigue, hard feelings. And at the end of the day, 
two really good offenses and a couple of defenses that may not be able to put the clamps on the offenses, which means one of those high-scoring games with one team in the 30s, maybe both teams in the 30s, back and forth, exciting down to the wire. That's the game that I'm most excited about. The game that I'm least excited about is actually the Monday night game between the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Something is just off with this Eagles team. I felt this way all season. It finally started to really show itself the last like six to eight weeks or so. I just have a feeling that we're going to get a story from somebody like yourself coming up on Wednesday or Thursday of next week that something was really happening behind the scenes with Philadelphia. Well, and it could be as simple as when they were 10-1 and one and they had escaped Kansas City with a Monday night win, they narrowly beat Buffalo in overtime, and here comes San Francisco. And San Francisco beat them in Philly 42-19. to 19. And it's possible that, not consciously, but, you know, when you get your butt kicked like that, it leaves a mark. And it makes you realize this ain't our year. Now, there's always a chance somebody else is going to knock off San Francisco, but when you're the bullies, when you're the guys that are beating everyone, and they come in and do that to you, are you really going to think there's another team in the NFC that can do it? Now, we saw the Ravens do it, and that was a stunner to a lot of people, especially me. But I don't think there's anybody in the NFC that's going to knock off the 49ers before the Eagles would have to face them. And if Dallas wins, and if the Lions win, and the Eagles will know that on Monday, a victory on Monday night, sends them to Santa Clara. I just want, and I'd love to be able to, to see the different alternatives play out, have a couple of alternate universes here where we let the fork in the road go and see what each path looks like. But I think it's going to be harder for them to get it together. I think they're broken. I think they they feel beaten. They feel like they, they have reached the limit of what they're meant to do this year, and they just can't play their way out of it. And, and I think that if they know a win on Monday night sends them to Santa Clara the following Sunday, that is going to be a difficult thing for them to overcome. Mike, what do you think it is with Philadelphia? Because these are a lot of the same parts and players that they had last season that they went to the Super Bowl, but obviously this year has been drastically different. What do you think it is? I just think it's as simple as you play a long season in 2022, you get to the Super Bowl, you're a team that everyone's gunning for. You put together maybe a, a slightly fraudulent 10-1 because it wasn't like they were blowing people out. They weren't dominating teams, but they were winning. Once you, you know, like when you're learning how to ride a bike and you feel like it's going well and you're feeling pretty good about yourself and then you wreck, like they haven't been able to overcome that wreck. And it became a full-blown train wreck. You had Dallas Goddard, Eagles tight end, suggesting yesterday that they – coasted in those final three games, critical final three games. They found a way to beat the Giants, lost to the Cardinals, lost to the Giants week 18. There goes the NFC East. There goes the number two seed. There goes delaying the game against the 49ers as long as possible. And it makes it even harder for them now to get back on the bike and get it pedaling without crashing. I just think there's psychological factors here. And is there something else going on behind the curtain? Quite possibly, because look, early part of the season, it was obvious Jalen Hurts had a knee injury. They never put him on the injury report as having a knee injury. There's a lot of stuff that gets hidden. And just like with the Giants, there was this function between Brian Dayball and Wink Martindale. We saw it play out. They said nothing to see here. As soon as the season ends, Wink Martindale's out. So, yeah, there's going to be some stuff that happens. And one of the things that could happen is the Eagles decide there's enough A-list coaches out there 
we've got the talent. We're the better team. I mean, they lose Monday night. The better team will not have won the game. We're going to go out and upgrade at head coach. They've done it before. They threw Doug Peterson overboard just three years after winning the team's only Super Bowl. They would do it, even though Sirianni has gone to the playoffs the last three years. I'm not saying they will, but they wouldn't stop and say, oh, but we're just not going to make any changes at all because this guy took us to the playoffs last year or to the Super Bowl last year. If they think they need to upgrade, they will. Right now, we're talking to Mike Florio, a pro football talk with NBC Sports. Let's go to Super Wildcard Weekend, the game here in Kansas City between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. What is your outlook on Kansas City? Because obviously, this has not been your typical Chiefs year. But the thing that I've really been banging the drum for is this Chiefs team just has to stop the turnovers. They're minus 11 in turnover differential. And I don't care how good your quarterback is, how good your head coach is. If you consistently lose the turnover battle, you are going to really struggle to beat good teams that's what I've really been preaching with Kansas City what is your outlook for the Chiefs as they head into this postseason well I think the Chiefs and the Eagles have a similarity in that this version of the team isn't as good as the last version of the team and there's a frustration that builds up when you're just not playing as well as you did and you think there's a switch somewhere in a dark room that you're going to find and you're going to flip it and I think they tried to consciously do that during the Christmas Day game against the Raiders. We're just going to come out and be the Chiefs like we used to be. Now, the Chiefs like they used to be wouldn't run the trick play inside their own 10-yard line, but they did it. And it felt like they were just taking the attitude, we're just going to be that team that we used to be instead of being the best version of the team that we are now. The Eagles are dealing with some of that too, I think, where they want to be the team they were last year and not color within the lines that are around them this year. And that's the key for the Chiefs. And maybe they figured it out the following week against the Bengals. We're just going to do what we're doing well this year. We're going to play good defense. We're not going to get too fancy on offense. If there are drops, there are drops, and we're not going to get caught up in that. We're not going to let ourselves get freaked out by it. We're just going to keep going forward because we know this is a year where we have to overcome drop passes. What helps the Chiefs is the tremendous playoff experience that so many guys on that roster have because it changes when you get to the postseason. It's more intense. There's more pressure, and they've thrived on that. They've been to three Super Bowls and one, two in the last five years. There is something very beneficial. That switch I was talking about naturally flips when it's playoff time. The Dolphins don't have the same playoff experience. They had one game last year and they lost the Bills and two didn't even play in it. So I think that the Chiefs just need to do what, what works. Don't try to do anything you used to do in the past that worked. Do what you do now that works and hope that the Dolphins are a team that you can – that you can bottle up and the weather's going to help. And, and there's a, you know, you always, I always get a little anxious when talking about quote unquote toughness of a football team, because anybody that goes out into an NFL quality football field is inherently tough, but there's kind of a badass factor that the dolphins don't have. If you watch hard knocks, they aren't in your face. They aren't rough and tumble. They aren't, that's an element that I think they need to infuse into that team to get to the next level. Not having that on a day when it's going to be really cold, going against the Chiefs after losing 56 to 19 a couple of weeks ago, after losing at home and squandering their shot at hosting a couple of playoff games before they would have to go back to Baltimore. I just think that that's going to hurt them in a, in a very challenging spot on Saturday night.
I mean, those are a couple of my questions about this Dolphins team. I think we saw that they beat up on the Washingtons. They beat up on the Giants over the course of the regular season. Whenever they got lined up against a team that any of us there think good, they lost that game a majority of the time. So I questioned like how good Miami is in that sense. It's going to be cold, as you alluded to, and Tua going into his first postseason start and just a history of quarterbacks heading into their first game. I mean, I understand why people are skeptical about Kansas City maybe moving past the you know the Bills or the Ravens in the second and third round but at least in this first game I feel very confident about their chances against Miami yeah I agree with you and look Tua it's a guy that that doesn't have the playoff experience I don't know that that ball he throws is going to fly any better in cold conditions on a Saturday night that he's not accustomed to not by any stretch of the imagination and and yeah, I, I just yeah, it all it all lines up for the Chiefs. But but when you start thinking about struggles the Chiefs have had this year, you start wondering: Can they pull it together? Can they get it together? Are they ready to make a playoff run? Uh, and you know, like I was saying about you know, the Eagles, you know, you know what's coming. The Ravens are coming. The Bills are coming. But I feel like this Chiefs team isn't deterred by that because of what we've seen from them in the past. And when you were driven by Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes wants to get to number three because you can't get to number seven unless you get to six, unless you get to five, unless you get to four, unless you get to three. He's going to go into full-blown playoff mode. We're going to see a more intense and focused, a better leader. You know, not that he's a bad leader in the regular season, but we're just going to see the, the absolute best of whatever the Chiefs have, whatever it is, they're going to put it together and it's going to be the absolute best that they can do. And that's what makes me feel very good about this week. Beyond that, who knows? But for this week, it's hard not to feel good about the Chiefs. Right now, we're talking to Mike Florio for a couple more minutes here of Pro Football Talk, one of my favorite websites and where I get my NFL information from. Mike, let me ask you this. Let's say it is Tuesday after a Cowboys loss. What happens, in your opinion? Well, there's been a thought in New England for a while now that if it ends with Bill Belichick, and it has, and Mike McCarthy, the coach of the Cowboys, fails to deliver an NFC championship game appearance, something the Cowboys haven't experienced since 1995. I would have bet everything I owned in 1996 after the Cowboys won Super Bowl 30 that they would make it back to the NFC championship at some point between then and 2023. And thank God nobody gave me that opportunity because I'd have to write a check right now and I'd have nothing left because they were, they were in the NFC championship game all the time before 1995. They haven't been back. So if they don't get back, and we can point to a McCarthy blunder like what we saw in that Saturday night game against the Lions when he threw a pass on second and 15 and gave the Lions an extra 40 seconds to drop down the field and score the touchdown that didn't result in a game-winning two-point conversion. I could see Jerry Jones firing Mike McCarthy and hiring Bill Belichick. On the surface, oh, they could never get along. When you look at it more closely, oh, wait, they could get along. And Bill Belichick would be happy to go coach a team that was put together by Stephen and Jerry Jones because he's praised them in the past, as recently as September of this year when they were getting ready to play each other, for putting together a great team. So you want to get this team over the hump? Bill Belichick's the guy to do it. Because one of the reasons there was trepidation in New England about moving on, they recognize what a great coach he is. There are other issues that prompted them to make change. The personnel side of it is what prompted the change. You give him a great team, he's going to take you places that you want to go. So let's say that this scenario doesn't happen, and let's say the Cowboys do get to the NFC Championship game and they're not making a coaching change. Where do you think Bill Belichick goes? Who lands him? Well, 
It depends upon whether or not there are other openings that may emerge in the coming weeks. We don't necessarily have all of the openings. And if I'm Bill Belichick, do I want to go to Atlanta? Do I want to go to Washington? Do I want to go to the Chargers when maybe one of the remaining 14 teams that has a roster I could take to the Super Bowl more quickly? That it's not a rebuild. It's just reload with me. And, you know, there was some talk about Andy Reid retiring last year before Super Bowl 57. Jay Glazer said a few things after the game. Andy told Peter King that he's not retiring. Do we know he's not retiring after this season? Has he, has he answered that definitively? Has he said, I'm definitely coming back? Or is this the last run? You know, what do the Chiefs think? Are the Chiefs looking around, wondering who they would get to succeed Andy Reid if he retires after the Chiefs playoff run concludes? We don't know the answer to those questions. And if you're Bill Belichick, well, there's only one Patrick Mahomes currently in the NFL. I wish there were more than one. The games would be a lot more exciting if there was more than one guy that can do what Patrick Mahomes does. But talk about a dream scenario for him and for the Chiefs if Andy Reid does decide it's time to move on and Bill Belichick is available and you could bring him in to coach up the players that they have around Patrick Mahomes and get the most out of this sweet spot in Mahomes' career where he's only going to get better and better and he's going to want to get number three, four, five, six, and seven, who better to team up with to catch Brady than the guy that worked with Brady when Brady got most of his? Last question here, Mike, and we appreciate your time. We'll keep it with coaching, and Jim Harbaugh is available. It feels like the time in Michigan, you have done everything that you were supposed to do at Michigan. You got them back to national prominence. They just won the national championship. There is a quarter of the jobs that are open in the National Football League. I fully expect Harbaugh to take the jump back to the pros. Where do you think he lands? Well, a lot of it depends upon what he wants to do and also what teams are going to want him. you got to be willing to embrace a Jim Harbaugh. He's quirky. He's a little goofy. He's eccentric. He's hard to get along with. You know what? A lot of coaches are. And you tolerate it. You find a way to work with it. You find a way to coexist with it if you want to win football games. As of last weekend, I was thinking the Chargers and the Raiders could end up in a tug of war for Harbaugh. Last year, he wanted the Chargers job, but it wasn't open, obviously. Now that the Seahawks' job's available, boy, you talk about a chance to address what he's called unfinished business by going back to the division where you were dominant from the get-go, facing the 49ers twice per year, with a Seahawks team used to be their nemesis. There's something, there's something appealing about that opportunity. And we'll just see. But this is definitely, you hit the nail on that. This is the year to come back to the NFL. He, he has made it clear that he regards the Super Bowl as a bigger deal than the national championship at the college level. He wants to get a Super Bowl championship to match his brothers. And, and this is the year he comes back with the most options, the most leverage, the most interest. One of the Vikings job two years ago didn't get it. Broncos talked to him last year. This year, there's going to be multiple teams pursuing Jim Harbaugh. It's going to be fun to watch. And whether you like him or you don't like him, the NFL is far more interesting when Jim Harbaugh is in it. That is Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, joining us on the show today with NBC Sports. They have a handful of games this weekend. They also have the game on Peacock between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Mike, always appreciate the commentary. Thanks a lot for hopping on today. Thank you, pal. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.